podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, it's the podcast guy. Something I talked on on podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Sutton United Talk Time on Podcast. It's the Sutton Podcast in association with Lucky Star Gin. I'm your host, Mike. I've taken my medication and everything is looking wonderful in the world of Mike. Um, on today's panel, it's uh, one, um, of is we've got Mark Bravery. Hello, Mark. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty good, thanks. Excellent. Um, we were due to have Gabriel, but he is involved in a tennis tournament in uh Budapest, Bucharest, I can't remember which one Bucharest. he's in, um, yeah, and yeah. Um, he has got through to the next round, so he's playing right now, so he felt it wasn't possible to do the podcast and play tennis tournament <laughs> to the best of his abilities. Um, we are going to very quickly cover the Newport defeat um, and look forward very, very quickly to a trip to Wickham in our first ever League Cup second round fixture. Engagement is important. Please do like, share, comment, etc. on all the social media posts. Let us know your thoughts. Um, we're at Sutton Podcast and everything. All the likes, shares and everything are really helpful. It helps all the algorithms. So all those Wimbledon fans who are getting antsy with me over the week um, haven't realised that they've helped get my podcast in front of more eyes. So <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, right. We're going to dive in. Um, Mark, it was... End of last season, I think it was late April, we had you on last. I can't remember which match it was, but it was a defeat, I'm mm. pretty sure. Um, and Most of them were uh, in April. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. How, how have you been? How's your summer been? Um, yeah, pretty good. I've had a couple of trips. One to um, Bologna, Italy, and another to the Shetland Isles, which was a, a wildlife trip. Both very good in their different ways. Excellent, excellent. Um, lack of football was obviously <laughs> a bonus. <laughs> Um, but just a bit club news. Um, I'm scraping around for my positives. Um, the ladies lost today 8 0, which is a bit of an oof moment. Um, again, fairly new squad, so it's, it's always going to be difficult. Um, Killian has finally off to Blackpool, um, which is kind of like the longest running saga in the history of Sutton transfers, I think. Um, and as of yesterday, there are still some spots for the sports coach for Wickham. The details are on the forum of all the ways to um, get in touch with them. Um, uh, so, yeah, if, you, if you're looking to make a last-minute decision, just jump on the sports coach. Um, bit of positive news. I say I'm scratching, but Johnny's book is going to be out and available in the fan zone next week where he can sign or not sign, depending on your preference, um, the books from, from two o'clock in the fan zone next week. So do please support that really interesting book on mental health and um, it's sort of link with football, which I think is going <laughs> to 
have a lot to resonate with a lot of people, um, not just Sutton supporters. Okay, so we knew there was someone missing. We knew it was a, a sort of a, a regular player. Um, did you know it was going to be Eastie? I, I thought it wasn't going to be because I saw a video of him on the coach, but I'm now wondering if Harry Butman put that video out with every intention of uh, <laughs> confusing people. Um, but what were your thoughts ahead of kickoff? Um, I didn't know it was Eastie, but it wasn't a great surprise when he was missing from the, the squad because he went off late in, in the previous game and at a time when you wouldn't expect him to go off. Um, so it looked as if he picked up a knock or a sprain or something. So um, when I saw he wasn't in, in the side, and I suspect other fans felt the same. It wasn't, oh, yeah, we, we half expected this. Um, as far as I'm aware, it was otherwise the same starting lineup as against mm -hmm. Wimbledon. Um, Craig Clay came in for uh, Eastie and I thought was probably our best player, actually. He's a more than adequate deputy. Um, some might even argue he's a better player than Eastie because he picks up fewer yellow cards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's certainly, certainly a, a, a very able uh, midfield experienced player. And um, I, I, I had no, no qualms when I saw him in the, in the starting 11. I'm thinking it's just as well we stopped going out live, otherwise I'd feel the hate messages coming through straight away. <laughs> um, so we are kind of we're struggling at the moment, and um, first half though they had some chances, but it it wasn't much. It, it, it didn't seem like the trouble. There was a, a double save from Jack, um, yeah. but it didn't seem like they were troubling us too much. Um, what were your thoughts of, of the first half? I thought it was a pretty even game. I don't think e either side looked like world beaters, but I don't think either side played particularly badly either. Defences, as you say, were, were largely on top. There was that, that say, great double save from, from Jack. The first, I think, was the better of the two, but he did well to sort of um, get, out, get onto the ball with the follow-up. Um, I think they had one shot from distance that sailed over the bar. Um, apart from that, there wasn't much in the way of, of goal attempts in the first half. And I think Matt would have been pretty pleased to be nil-nil at, at half-time. Yeah, I mean, up until sort of 70 minutes with with our goal from um, Amari, um, it seemed almost the perfect away performance. We kind of soaked up the pressure a little bit mm, and yeah, yeah. Um, we'd, we'd scored. And so it's kind of seemed like, oh, do you know what? We've we got this. If we can come away with a win, fantastic. If we draw, great. Um, but it, it seemed like almost the perfect, um, yeah, way performance, as I just said. I don't know why I repeated it. But what were your thoughts kind of, kind of at that point? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought up until the point that Amari scored, it had been very even as going into the second half. Um, so, you know, I thought we were perhaps, yeah, a shade fortunate to be ahead, but sometimes you've you got to take those. Had the goal been scored, you know, 30 minutes later in the game, I think we probably would have held on for the three points, but it was something like 53 minutes, I think. So mm -hmm. Newport had quite a lot of time to get back into the game. And, uh, you know, we did hold them until the 70th minute. And then there was that unfortunate own goal, um, which turned the game in their, their favour, unfortunately. Well, yeah, I mean... They had something that we don't seem to have at this moment, whether that's 
the the fitness uh, coming into the, the team late and not having a full pre-season, um, but they had an impact mm. substitute. Um, Omar Bogle yeah, yeah, came on yeah. and literally changed everything. Um, he, he, he had a big impact. And I think Joe did score an own goal, but trying to, obviously it's funny angles, but trying to see the replay, I'm like, that was heading straight to Bogle anyway. So potentially yeah. would have scored anyway, if even if Joe hadn't yeah. of put his head yeah. in the way. Yeah. Um, well, but we, we've got history of Bogle because, of course, he was a sub that, that came on at the, fir- at the first game of last season. Um, so he was already on, that's right. But but just after um, Goodliffe went off with that injury that kept him out for half the season, um, Bogle scored almost immediately after. I think Kobe Rowe came on for, for Ben. Um, so I think the defence hadn't, hadn't quite reorganised sufficiently to, to cope with the, with the change. And, and Bogle had a, I think it was a fairly free header. Um, so possibly that was at the back of some of the players' minds when he came on as a sub in yesterday's game, and that perhaps unsettled the defence a little bit. That that may have been part of the explanation as to why we we conceded when we did. Yeah, I mean it certainly um, seemed like a fairly comfortable afternoon for uh, Omar Shomi, and then suddenly but Omar Bogle came on, and it was a, a totally yeah. different thing. Someone running him yeah. a bit bit ragged there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we went crosses for some reason. The size of our defence crosses was a particularly bad point for us. Um, yeah. We seem to be vulnerable to these second goals quite quickly after the first goal. Um, what What do you think is in that? Do you think uh, it's hard to to fathom what what's going on here? I mean, it was in, against Gillingham we conceded early um, for in the first. 10-15 minutes and, and, and couldn't break them down. They held on for a 1-0 win. But in the other three recent defeats, we've held the opposition for, for over an hour and two of them, we've actually taken the lead and then we've conceded after the after the hour mark and then um, conceded again. Um, it was two at, um, at Barrow and it was three against Wimbledon and against Newport. So um, there does seem to be some sort of problem with, with, with seeing out games which is the opposite problem we had in the middle of last season. Obviously, early last season, we were conceding a lot of very late goals after the 85th minute. Then we seem to have sorted that out middle of the season. In fact, we were even scoring late goals. And Matt was talking about the players' fitness and their ability to, you know, to grind down opponents, see out the 90 minutes, not concede, maybe score late. And now we seem to have reverted to you know, being vulnerable in the latter stages of games. Um, now, it may be something to do with pre-season preparation not not quite being you know ideal um but you we just got to hope that matt can diagnose the problem and and, and resolve it pretty quickly otherwise we're going to be in trouble mm. i mean you, we went two one down we made four subs which is really unlike matt um but unfortunately one of those subs looked quite rusty um sam hart mm. Seemed to yeah, um, yeah. Look, look again, not blaming anyone because it's a team game, but he did seem to have a chance to clear it just before they scored at 3 1. Mm. And then they broke away, could have made it 4 1. And again, yeah, Sam yeah. had not quite controlled the ball. Um, do you reckon that's just rust or? Yeah, he's not played a great deal, has he, since last season? Um, yeah. So maybe he's a bit rusty. I think with Sam, I've always felt he's actually better going forward than defending. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has played as a winger 
um, one of our fairly yeah. recent games, and he looked, he looked pretty good as, as a winger. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I feel more comfortable with with Rob Milson uh, in that in that left back position. But you know, Rob's obviously getting towards the end of his career now. He, he can't do ninety minutes as often as he used to. Um, I did get the impression of all those substitutes and something similar happened against Wimbledon. It was almost like an act of desperation. You know, we're losing the game. We'll just throw all these other players in, just hope randomly something happens to turn the game back back our way. And of course, it didn't in either game. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, I tried to do this as a separate section um, with points of views, mm. but um, it's actually a lot kind of um, is relating to the game, obviously. So I'm going to jump into there and see if there's any kind of things there. We've we've mentioned, Rob, there's been a bit of talk really about um, doing the younger left back. Um, is mm. Sam up, up to the, the, the standard and do we need someone to to um, cover for, for Rob or even replace Rob? Um, any any sort of thoughts there? I mean, I know you've kind of just said that about, about Rob's age bit a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, I think we can probably do with a with, with a bit more cover in that in that position. But I mean, you could you could probably say the same at other positions as well. Um, it does does appear to be a bit of a bit of a, a lack of strength and depth um, in, in left back, right back. Obviously, you've got Ryan Jackson, who we've not seen much of because he he picked up a, a knock in pre season, so we've not not seen a great deal of him. But he comes with a good reputation. When he has come on, he's looked good. Um, and I think he will be giving you know Joe Hart some competition for that that right back berth. But yeah, I think there's a bit more concern about yeah. about the left back position. Yeah. Um, it bit about our we kind of again just covered a game management. Um, mm. Do we need to just if we concede that goal, just go really pub team and lump it out? You can't score from Rosie or out of the stadium. Yeah. So just. Um, yeah. Just clear the lines. I, I, I think there is some sort of malaise that's been affecting the defence since the tail end of last season. I think, you know, the, the, the key defenders that we've got, you know, Goodliffe, Nelson, Kizzy, uh, John, um, are not playing at quite the level that they were sort of mid-season last season. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think that that last-minute goal we conceded at Walsall um, Although that wasn't any of the defenders' fault, arguably it was down to Jack Rose not holding the ball. But I think that really, really shook the team up. We've not been quite the same since then. We've not kept a clean sheet since then in any game, certainly any any competitive game. Um, and um, I think there's a bit of confidence that needs needs to be rebuilt there. Um, that's that's tricky. Uh, um, that's obviously down to down to Matt and and, and Jason. Um, but I think. Yeah, the, the players need to be reminded how well they were playing sort of January, February last season when we, when we were playing very well at a long run of, of, of games without defeat um, and, and just try and recapture that form. But quite how you do that, I don't know. It's one of those tricky problems that managers face sometimes where they can see there's a problem, but that it's quite hard to diagnose it and quite yeah. hard to, to remedy it. Yeah, I mean, you, you're not going to look at any of our players and what we know about them and say this there's a problem mentally holding on to leads. They're not mentally strong. They're not fit enough. It's really difficult to, as you say, just try and work out what exactly is going wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one win from 16. Um, yeah. Lots yeah. of conversation about the run of form from last year rolling into this year. Yeah. 
but we yeah. have recruited heavily. Um, so yeah. obviously, Matt and team know there's, there was an issue. So we've recruited, I think, half the squad now, or maybe even slightly yeah. more now, um, yeah. has kind of gone and new players come in. So yeah. although it's easy to say, oh, well, it's one in 16, is that really fair? Should we not be saying, well, there's the line? We've got a new mm. squad now. Um, it's one in four, five. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Um, I mean, the defence hasn't changed a great deal since last season. I think most of the changes have been further forward. Um, I think sometimes if a team finishes a season quite poorly, that poor form can carry on into the next season, even if there are quite a few changes in the squad. We saw it with Rochdale. I mean, they, they finished the season before last very poorly. They kept, they kept the manager. Um, he went early the following season, but they started that season really poorly, even though they've made some changes to the squad in the close season and they struggled all season and ended up getting relegated. So um, something, there does seem to be something that can linger on from one season to the next, even though you know, a lot of the players have changed. Some have gone and new ones have come in. Um, but again, it, it, it's, it's quite hard to explain. Uh, it's just one of these sort of curious phenomena that you, you, you sometimes see in the football. Yeah. I mean, there was one one comment which I, I had to kind of go, no, no, I need you to defend yourself here because uh, um, should have used justify your comment rather than defend it. But I, I, it was, <laughs> it was um, really feel that our recruitment has been shocking. Um, one win, a league win since March and the buck stops with Matt, time for a change. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. It was like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. I mean, we're, we're not going to back a manager this, this heavily in the summer. And then say, right, off you go. Um, we just can't. A, we wouldn't do that anyway. We can't afford to do that because a new manager is going to want new players. Um, but the recruitment side, I mean, how, how do you feel about that statement, the recruitment being shocking? Well, on, on paper, I think the recruitment has been good. So I think, you know, Harry Smith is a good signing. Um, uh, Ryan Jackson's a good signing. Clay, Craig Clay's a good signing. Um, there are others I could mention. I think on paper, actually, the squad looks a bit better than last season. Um, but, you know, sometimes you need to give new players time to, you know, uh, bed themselves into the, to, to the side. And that can sometimes take take longer than you, you, you would hope or expect. So um, I, I don't think there's any great criticism about recruitment at all. Um, I certainly think it's, it, it's ridiculous to talk about, you know, changing a manager at this stage. And it's not the Sutton way anyway. We, we, we don't we don't ditch your manager at the first sign of trouble, as some clubs do. Uh, Matt had that difficult first autumn during his, 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 his debut season as manager. Um, and, and some fans were calling for his head. And the, the club, rightly as it turned out, stuck with him and he turned things around. Uh, and, and results improved, you know, from about November onwards. Uh, and I'm sure that's going through a lot of fans' heads now. He's going through a sticky patch, mm-hmm. but you know, I think if he feels the club's behind him, most of the fans are behind him, that will that will help him. That will help him to resolve the, the problems. Yeah. Well, he did look a bit shell shocked in his yeah, interview, Tony. Yeah, he did. He he was um, very surprisingly not. He wasn't quite short with Tony, but you could just tell of. I'd, I'd rather not he be didn't doing like this. that question about. He didn't like that question about Killian, did he? No, he's I obviously. Mean, Quite, quite uh, annoyed about what happened yeah. there. Yeah, uh, not the only player he's annoyed with, I think. But, but no. I think Tony was possibly advised to ask about <laughs> Killian. Matt just but, said, yeah, he's gone. He's not our player. It's history. Move yeah. on. <clears throat> but again, I feel for um, Tony's point of view because obviously, you, 
people are saying that he's not asking the, the right questions and the certain questions yeah, that Matt yeah. will answer with about the wind and the retired. Yeah, like, well, yeah, actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Wimbledon have also played this many games in the same length of time. Um, so it's the same kind yep. of thing. So I'm, I'm, I get where Tony doesn't want to ask questions to irritate people because they just won't want to do the interviews yeah. anymore and then you won't have them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I searched for the positives and young Dan, thank you, bless you, Dan, um, came out with um, some positives. Um, we defended well in the first half against the wind, mm. apart from the mm. one double save um, from, mm. from Jack. The link-up play mm. was really good between Aidan, Omari and Josh. And we created yep. a good amount of chances, but we didn't do anything with them. Um, he didn't mention this, but I think in the shot in the stats they had two shots on target, which is really interesting because Jack made a double save at least. So I'm like, well, how's that not count as a shot on target? Um, but the stats yeah, I saw I've straight got, away. I don't know if they changed since. I've got the league paper here, and it says Newport had five shots. Five. On target. Okay, they've changed. We that. had four. Apparently, okay. which surprises me slightly, but. Um, the one I saw yesterday said two, and I was like, "Yeah, that, yeah that I mean, it's always difficult to, to count yeah. these, you know. I mean, yeah. what, what counts um, as a shot on target? Yeah. People will have different, different, different stats for that." Yeah, and he agrees with you. Clay looks excellent um, alongside mm. Harry, um, and um, on that, I don't know, I doubt he's listening, but condolences to Harry because I think his nan um, passed away. Okay, um, but um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's be honest: the Barrow game's unlucky because. Had Smith not done that stupid thing, which was the first red card yeah. of his career, we probably would have held on. Um, obviously, you can't tell, but we, we would have got something there. Um, against Gillingham, they weren't that great. I know some Gillingham fans took umbrage against that. Um, and mm. actually, Scott Cashkett should have scored an equaliser, which was called for offside. Right. Yeah. Um, I yeah. can see why it was called for offside, but I'm not a professional linesman. So. Um, Wimbledon, <laughs> Wimbledon was a bad game. And yesterday, Ed from Newport, um, the Exiles, said actually it was a really even game up until that last few minutes. Yeah. It was a really even game. Yeah. So we, we could be yeah. sitting in a different position altogether. Um, so luck mm. does play into this, um, but hopefully it'll start swinging in our way again. Um, but I did ask you to pick something for moment of the match. I've got one which I've shamelessly stolen from someone else because obviously I wasn't there. Um, but you can pick any moment from the match um, on the pitch, off the pitch, whatever you you feel like. Well, the obvious one is is um, Amari Patrick's goal. He's he's obviously another good signing that Matt made in the, in the in the summer. Um, I mean, it wasn't a very easy chance. I think um, uh, Liang got helped to make it. He headed into the box. I'm not sure whether the keeper stopped it or not, but the ball um, rolled back to. Uh, Amari, who had to shoot through a crowd of players, but he, he got the accuracy right and. Uh, that put us one nil up, and that was that was, was that up at that point, very even game, but that gave us the edge at, at that point, uh, and yeah, we we were we were very pleased to see see that goal go in. Perfect. Well, obviously I wasn't there, so I'm stealing this from Ryan, who said that um, he loved seeing Harry Smith travelled with the fans. Well, he travelled up okay. with the fans, and he was in with oh, right. the fans, okay. support supporting the team. Um, he did also have a little dig saying it's very different to one ex-player who didn't go to his own club's uh, match and came to sit with some rival fans and celebrate with them at, on a Valway games and probably work oh. out who that was. Um, okay. So I'll put them two out for a vote and we'll see which one people pick in for a moment of the match. Um, but as I say, 
said at the start, I mean, I did 20, we did 20 minutes, so that's not bad talking about a game we didn't want to talk about. Um, but we, <laughs> we are we going to look talking for, points. Yes, yeah, we're going to look forward. And um, people watching YouTube may have seen this, but Dan has been absolutely furiously switching devices and <laughs> trying to join. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. I was like, oh, no, he can't do it. I thought he's going to give up. Um, hello, Dan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, thanks for stepping in uh, last minute for us. Um, it's very, very kind of you. Um, so there's a couple of questions. Um, first thing I want to ask, though, is 1996 Disco Champion? What's yeah, that? Sands. That's, uh, <laughs> that's me down in Cornwall as a fresh-faced seven-year-old winning the Disco Dancing Champion. So that's probably the best accolade of my life. And will remain up on my Twitter bio for, for Beautiful. all time. <laughs> peak, peak, Dan. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but in all sense, well, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Your how long you've been supporting Wickham, what kind of got you started with it? Yeah, so basically, um, I mean, Wickham, I think, pretty much like Sutton is very much a community-based club. Um, I've been going since uh, 97 when I was young. Um, and, and I've been going pretty much every season since where I come. Um, so, you know, we've we've really grown over time. Obviously, we were normally wasn't there, but uh, the last game, obviously, we played against you guys was a four-one win in the trophy semi-final. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how things have gone since then. Um, but no, I'm I'm actually myself. I'm, I'm part of the Heroes HB12 podcast, uh, which is a very similar to this, really. So we discuss the uh, you know the last few games, go forward to the next few games, and, and obviously we've actually previewed this one last week. So uh, <laughs> yes, so yeah, it should be should be good. Um, but no, it's you know we're we're looking forward to it. It's uh, it's nice to have a bit of a cup run. We we usually fail at the first hurdle with the Carabao Cup, or we yeah. actually uh, tend to go quite far. So oh, right. you know, <laughs> well, this is. Three attempts and we've never got past the first round, so we're we're kind of delighted. Um, wow! I mean, you won on penalty. You won on penalties, didn't we you? Did, on, yeah, against yeah, Cambridge. Yeah. I mean, Cambridge are flying this season. So mm. to to get a result against them, even to get a draw against them, is good going. So, we, in fairness, and I'm not being big headed. We we gave them both their goals. Um, one yeah. was a real gift, and there was a penalty, which we're not 100 percent sure. But um, fair enough. But what was your What's your match day traditions or superstitions or weirdness? Everyone's um, got one. <laughs> yeah, do you know what? It, it's one of those where, like, um, beforehand it used to be you go to the pub and usual kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know if you've been to Wickham when, when obviously back in 93, but um, it's at the back end of an industrial estate, so there's not too much that we can actually kind of do before the game apart from the local pub or maybe the beer, uh, which is now known as the Caledonian. Nothing too exciting, but... Um, no, since I've been taking my kids, unfortunately, it's uh, usual um, getting fleeced at the local burger bars for £20 a burger and then into the ground. So it's not too bad. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Varies. Yeah. Depends on where we go. I, I worked out another one of mine. I've got just like loads. And I was walking down a road towards the ground and I went to cross the road and I went, oh, no, I can't cross it yet until I get to that lamp. Oh, my God, what is wrong with me? <laughs> it's like, no, stop it. You're turning it's, to a weirdo. You do turn superstitions in football. Absolutely unbelievable. Like my, my partner will, 
you know, she's she she likes the haunted stuff, like you know, paranormal things, and I'm like, I can't believe in ghosts or whatever. But then when I see two magpies on a Saturday, I am saluting them furiously <laughs> to make sure that we get results. So yeah, yeah, yeah. always the way. It's, yeah, it's just it's just I keep adding more to them, and it's like, oh, this has got to stop. Um, <laughs> So what's your favourite memory? What's your, like, when someone says, well, why do you support Wickham? What's your kind of go-to moment? We've had so many, which I think is unusual for a lower league club. Um, I was there in 2001. I don't know if anyone else will remember it. It's a core memory for us. But when uh, a guy we signed off Teletext scored at Filbert Street to take us into the FA Cup semi-final, uh, it was unbelievable. Um, I was just in the stand along, along the side. You can't believe it, but I've still got it burned into my memory to this day. Um, even watching Liverpool in the semi-final was amazing. And then, you know, we've been in the Carabao semi-cup fi- um, semi-final uh, against Chelsea over two legs. Uh, and you've even got the oddities of watching a playoff final on TV because of COVID to get us into the championship. It's, you know, we've had so many great memories over the years, but I can't really put, put my finger on one, really. Perfect. I didn't. Actually, I, I, do, do you know what? I didn't actually remember the. I just still don't know the player's name, but I remember the Teletext Roy Essendo. Roy Essendo. Yeah. He played against yeah. us actually sometime after that. I think it may have been Bishop Stortford. It was Bishop Stortford. Yeah, he went yeah. down to Bishop Stortford yeah, yeah. in his later yeah. career, and that, yeah. yeah, that was when you yeah, were in the yeah. Conference South. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that. Um, well, it might be Roy. It might not be. But is there a player from your history that you wish you could pick out and say, right, you're in the first team today? Yes, and he played against you as well. It'd be Dave Carroll. His name was. He was midfielder, also known as Jesus. Um, but he he was absolutely unbelievable. Dynamic midfielder. Literally every game he gave a hundred percent. And you know what? That's that's what you want as a club, isn't it? You want that midfielder that just makes things work. So he he was that person. Um, he retired, I think, probably early two thousands. So twenty odd years ago. But we still were still lamenting to this day. Yep. A little bit of me was hoping you said Scotty's cash kit. To be, to be honest, do you know just, we I love Scotty? I was just hoping. <laughs> we, we are, everyone at Wickham absolutely loves Scott cash kit because I, I don't know if you know the story about how he came to us, but he was out of favour at Leighton Orient, and that's Late. when they had that crazy Italian chairman um, yeah. who kept uh, going a bit crazy with all the players and stuff, and he he kind of got. Um, as a backup there and he came to us uh, out of favour which is generally how people come across Wickham to be honest they're generally out of favour of love with football they come to us and seem to regain their form but I mean he's our first ever championship goal scorer he is he went on a run when we were in League 2 of scoring for 11 consecutive games or something like that um, we absolutely love the lad and, and obviously when he was with us he was partnering with back in Fenway so you know, it was a little and large up front, leading the line. It was wonderful. Um, but no, obviously we've followed him since and him going to Gillingham last season where I think he was a bit unfortunate with injuries. Um, I really hope yeah. he comes into form with you this season. But you seem to have signed a lot of strikers so far, so it would be interesting to see where he fits in. He, he seems to be in the shirt at the moment. And yeah. obviously we've, we've got Harry Smith, who's a, a big one. Um, yes. And, yeah. and he... He's coming back or should be coming back from suspension. Whether Matt's going to hold a grudge or not, I don't know. But he should be coming back from suspension with Scott. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he is quick. I mean, Very quick, yeah. There was yeah, a goal. Um, it, it was the Notts County game, wasn't it, Mark? Where the ball was just a, a fairly lazy yeah. back pass, but the keeper should have easily got it. Yeah. Next thing, Scott 
was having a cup of tea and then suddenly just head off and you're like, where's he come from? Um, so yeah, he's, he's brilliant and get behind him because he, he feeds off the crowd. You know, yeah, he really does. And I think if you you can really kind of get behind him and see what he's trying to do, he's a hard worker. He always has been. Um, he'll do good for you. I mean, he did. To be fair, he did well for Gillingham last season. And it's just, um, I think he was really unfortunate with his injuries. Yeah. But you've also got Demani Meller of ours as well, who uh, yeah, that yeah. would be an interesting to see how he develops. I don't think he yeah. kind of kicked off when he was at Rochdale last season. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I think they were struggling, and I think you know, obviously, he didn't seem to get the supply that he maybe needed. Um, but in pre-season, you know, he's banged in a couple of goals and things like that. And we thought, oh, he might be in and around the first team. Um, obviously, he won't be playing against us on Tuesday because uh, we played him in the first first game as yeah. a substitute. But uh, you know, he he just needs time and he needs goals, and I'm sure he'll be fine. But you know, he might be a good impact sub. Yeah, well, yeah. we I got uh, George from the Wickham Way. Um, yes, he he did uh, tell me there's a song because Scott was on a BBC interview and he said there was a song that you got guys used to sing for him that he used to love, and I'm like, right, I need to find this out. And uh, George, I think he, he had a drink or two to build up the courage, and he, he sent it to me. And uh, literally about thirty seconds after he sent his singing for, I was like, "I've just found it on YouTube." <laughs> he was like, yeah. oh, "Thank God for that." <laughs> so, um, George yeah. is excellent. Yeah, no, he's a great guy. He's full of apologies because he was going to do this for me, but he's on holiday and he found something else. Yes, I'm like, it's, it's it's fine, honestly. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. Um, so the season so far for you, how's it been? What's been the highs and lows so far? It's, it's been a one, one of transition. I mean, obviously, we keep touching on it. And I think, um, you know, a lot of our fans that have come over the last few years have only seen success, really, because we've had you know, up to League One and up to Championship and uh, average season. And, and you know, we, we had a playoff final against Sunderland. So they've only really known success. But obviously, that was on the back of Gareth Ainsworth being there for 10 years. Um, he's now obviously gone to QPR and we brought Bloomfield in, kept that culture consistent, but Matt's got his own style. And obviously, I, I don't know if you played against him last season when he was manager at Colchester, but he's, he's you know, quite forward thinking in terms of his tactics and versatility and what have you. So um, we started off the season with on back-to-back 3-0 losses uh, in the league, which I think everyone started to panic a bit because he brought in his own players. He brought in a mix of youth um, from the Premier League and... Uh, and championship and a few new players as well on permanence. So, you know, the optimism was at an all-time high at the start of the season, quickly quelled by two goals within six minutes against Exeter at the start of the season. Um, But we seem to have um, started to bed in, and it's a period of transition, I guess. Um, We seem to have started bedding in now. We've got seven points from nine, so everyone's a bit more hopeful. Um, But it'll be interesting to see how we line up on Tuesday, because I think... I think Matt Watt does want a cup run. Um, mm-hmm. He lined up strong against MK Dons, and to be fair, MK didn't really give us much of a challenge. Um, so we'll see how we go. Um, but I'm hoping for a strong lineup. Uh, not to say that I've come on here, but I'm hoping that we'll put out quite a strong lineup. So, <laughs> well, my next question. Um, I'll start with Mark for this one. Um, you were there backing '93, uh, I think. Um, it was at their yeah. place. We we did brilliantly. It was at our place. We didn't do so brilliantly. Um, yeah. But how does Sutton win the game? What what do we need to do and change to to win this game, Mark? That's quite a tough one. Um, <laughs> I think we're going to need a lot of luck, um, to be honest. Um, 
I suspect Matt will rotate the squad. I think you'll see the Forest Green game on next Saturday is more important because we really desperately need a win in the league. And um, a lot of those players have played, you know, almost 90 minutes regularly this season, Saturday, Tuesday. Um, so I suspect that he will rest players like Rob Belson, maybe Joe Kizzy, um, and uh, maybe one or two others. Um, so I th- I suspect it will be not quite the strongest lineup that Matt could put out um, for this game. Um, so as I said, I think to win it, we, we're either going to have to have some, you know, a lot of luck or some moments of inspiration um, from perhaps some, from you know, one or two of the players who haven't featured very much this season. Okay, Dan, that's an odd question to ask you, but same thing. How does Sutton win the game? What what needs to go wrong from your point of view? Um, well, do you know what? On the back of yesterday's win against Bristol Rovers, we've had a couple of injuries. Um, so mm. Dale Taylor from Nottingham Forest, who was up front, he's off. Um, I think right. He's done something to his calf, I think. And uh, Tafazoli, defender who is made of paper, unfortunately, and likes to crumble at the opportunity. So um, it's we're trying three at the back at the moment. So we've got probably got a bit of rotation at the back. So we're still bedding into three at the back. I think if you can exploit the wings a bit, you might have a chance. But um, yeah, it depends, depends who we line up with. To be honest, it is entirely different. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that really surprised me about the league, because obviously never really paid any attention to it over the years, is the um, the prize money is awful. Um, so the Papa, the, the Papa John's, you get like ten grand a point or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's, I can't remember what it was, but it was low twenties to get through to the next round. Um, so, what are the implications on the season for this this match? I mean. Dan, I'll start with you. Does it make any difference, really? I know you said the manager would like a cup run, but is it the be-all, end-all that you're going to potentially, if you lose to Sutton or if you beat Sutton, is it really anything? I don't, I don't think it matters so much. I mean, I think the, the great source of frustration for our fans, to be honest, is they're closed off the main stand. Um, so I don't think they're anticipating high attendance from it. So, I mean, in terms of revenue, I don't think it's a money spin. Um I think the only thing that you can kind of hope for at this point is next round you get a big game away, you know, a Premiership club or something like that. And that's a great experience. I mean, we had it two years ago um, where we got to play Man City at the Etihad. And that was, even though we lost 6-1, it was an amazing experience just, just to go there. And we scored the first goal as well. So that was the only thing that everyone was kind of thinking of at the end of the day. Um Money, yeah, it's it's not great, is it? It's 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 really poor, and it probably explains why a lot of Premier League clubs play the reserve teams um, mm. when, when they do it. They, they, they really focus on the playing for getting into Europe. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's probably just pushing for that big big game next game. Big time, yeah, yeah. Um, Mark, say, same to you. Um, what kind of implications are? There? I mean, the prize money it was mad. I think winning this. Yeah. Gave us about oh, give, we haven't won it, um, but would give us about twenty or thirty grand more than runners up in the Papa John's. Yeah, it's not a great incentive, is it? And of course, we're not going to win it. Um, I think Matt would like a cup run, um, but I think his priority now is is, is got to be the league. I think if I had be started better in the league, I think he'd be going for it more in in, in the Carabao. But um, 
you know, with, with the recent run of poor results in the league, I think he, he probably won't say this explicitly, but I, I suspect he, it, it's, he's been pushed down his list of priorities. And I okay. expect a lot of fans f- feel the same as well. F- fairly similar. Um, yeah. So, Dan, um, there has been a new scheme announced and you have been chosen to pop into that changing room <laughs> 30 seconds before the players go out onto the pitch. Um, what would be your message to your team and what's your prediction for the match? On the spot there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know what? For, for me, I think it's a continuation of how we were on Saturday or well, yesterday. Um, we really started to mix well. Um, we you start to see kind of exactly what Matt was doing. So I think it's a continuation of that. They, they fought for it because we were under the cosh for the last, well, I'd say 10 minutes, but they had 10 minutes added on. So the last 20 minutes of the game, um, mm. they got one back and then it, defend, it was last-ditch defending all the way. More of that fight, I think. You know, I, I personally now want us to go on a decent run of form, including the cup. Um, so, you know, we we to push on with that so that's exactly what I would say personally I think this is going to be a tough one I don't I don't think it's going to be as clean as, as I know you've, you've kind of lost 3-0 3-1 here and there but I mean you've shown what you can do in the first game against Notts County um, who would have been absolutely up for it um, so you know we don't don't really know what to expect I think you know I'd be happy with just a one nil or a two one or something like that. Just just a narrow victory, but that's that's what I'm going for. Lovely, Mark. What would be your uh, your message to the players and a prediction? I think the message would be you know there's not a great deal of pressure on them in this particular match, so just go out and you know express yourselves. Um, you know, just just just. Um, don't feel don't feel tense. Just just go out and and, and play. Um, prediction. I'm afraid I'm going to go for a three-one to Wickham. Three-one. Okay. Another three-one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't often predict defeat for some, no. but I think <laughs> this particular um, occasion I will. Yeah. Well, I, I was completely stumped, and I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I thought I'll do, I know what I'll do is I'll look at my little smart meter and I'll just choose whatever the, the last two figures are. I didn't really think that through because it says 66. So I'm fairly sure it's not going to be a six all draw. But Probably not. I will go for 1 1 and go to penalties. And everyone scores their penalties and it goes to sudden death. But I don't need to get that detail. I'm going to go to 1 1 at, at the end of 90 or 100 or 200 minutes, whatever it is. And then um, I think it's straight to penalties. Um, and then everyone has to get, get home. Um, so. Yeah, thank you very much, chaps. Um, thank you for your time, Mark. Thanks for uh, holding the fort and giving all your okay, thoughts. Okay, no worries. Dan, thank you for stepping in and persevering. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, we appreciate your ear attention. It will definitely take off. Um, it's definitely funny. Um, follow us, like, share, or something podcast on all social medias. Don't forget to like, subscribe, etc., on YouTube and all your podcast channels um, or platforms even. Um, until next time, thank you to our sponsors. Thanks again to the panel. Thanks to the listeners. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. We're back on Wednesday with Neil and a debutant, Marms, is coming on. So get the questions sent in. Take care and we will catch up soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. United! 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 United!
Podcast Network.